Welcome to Round Rock Church of Christ. We're glad you're listening. If you're in the Austin area, we'd love to have you join us this Sunday at 8.30 or 10 a.m. Or you can check us out and watch online at roundrockchurch.us. May God bless you as you seek Him, and may He use this message to give you exactly what you need. Good morning. A house is something you can see, but a home is something you can feel. A house is something you can touch, and a home is something you experience. A house is somewhere you live, but a home is somewhere you belong. Just over a year ago, uh, as we began stumbling over Zoom calls and hoarding toilet paper, uh, I know y'all know that feeling so well. Actually, we, I will say, Amber and I, we actually didn't have to hoard toilet paper. People were doing it for us. Uh, COVID baby problems, you know. Uh, but, but as we were in this space, uh, we realized after three of the longest, quickest months that everything we knew and loved about connection, everything we knew about belonging had been choked out. And I found myself on another Zoom call, sitting in a virtual small group leadership event, not really thinking I'd pay much attention. But unexpectedly, I found myself captivated by a message. A message that was not new to me, but a message that seemed lost in translation. This message didn't have flesh to it. It seemed as if the dry bones were truly dead. The words I shared with you this morning are the words of Samer Massad. He's the director of a campus ministry in Atlanta, Georgia. His message was, there is power in belonging. And in particular, there is power in belonging to a God who loves imperfect people perfectly. And for the last year, I have been waiting and hoping (laughs) for a time where we could explore this message together. In the right season, at the right time, and here it is. As we get ready for school starting, as some have already returned to school, as, as we move into the fall still unsure of what is next, This message is for us today. And the first thing I want you to know, the first thing I want every person to know in this room, the starting point for this series is that you are safe with God. And because you are safe with God, you belong to God. And not in some conditional way in which you have to follow Him. Not in a conditional way in which He will not love you if you don't follow Him. But in a way that regardless of your choices, you have been adopted by God forever. This God is for you. This God is with you. And regardless of whether you are close to God right now, 
or whether you might just at some point return to Him. You belong to Him forever. You belong to God. And here's the second big thing. It goes right with it. Because you belong to God, and you might have heard me say this before if you've been here before, but you belong to me. And I belong to you. We are forever family. Not just every person in this church, but every person in this world. All who were created by this God who brings about belonging. And so today, and over the next two weeks, I want us to use Samer's message as a, as a launching pad as we explore what it means to belong, why it matters, and how it spurs us to something greater. How it spurs us towards bridge building and ruthlessly breaking down barriers so that we might just be the church that Jesus wants us to be. So, come along. Whether you are sure about this God of belonging or whether you couldn't believe this possibly could be true. Good morning, y'all. My name is Matt Delano, and I am the discipleship minister here at Round Rock. Uh, it is a joy uh, to be a part of this church. Um, I am so glad every single one of you is here this morning, um, and I hope that you feel both encouraged and welcomed. Um, I know our singing is spectacular. Uh, that last song is so captivating, right? The joy that is deep in our soul. It requires nothing of us, but God gives it to us. He instills it within us. And so for the next two weeks, I want to just say you are, you are going to be with me. We're going to have a two-week series um, on the power of belonging. And uh, y'all, I know it's been a little bumpy and just with preachers coming in and out, but Tim will be back up here, uh, our interim preacher, for two more sermons uh, on the 29th and the, of August and the 5th of September to finish his series on Jeremiah. And then the next week, uh, Zane, uh, our new preaching minister, will be here to preach for the first time. So, and I, I just have to say, like, y'all, God has been faithful. God has been faithful through Tim. God has been faithful through our elders, God has been faithful through our members and visitors. God has been faithful through himself. And he has provided. And I, I know we can't wait, not just for, for Zane, but what's in store. Because guys, God is just getting started. God is just getting started. Um, and don't worry, in a little while, we'll get to see another video of Zane and Carolina. You'll get to learn a little bit more about them. Um, and, uh, and yeah. So just, just wait for that. But like I said today, we are going to enter a story that points us to the wonder of belonging, of being seen and heard and valued regardless of the choices you've made, regardless of how much this world wants to say your value is found in success or failure, a story that helps us to understand our real identity, a story told by Jesus himself. Some of you may know him, some of you may be just getting to know him, and some of you may 
not be sure about him or his church. This story is still for you. And just to give you a bit of a background, Jesus, he was, he was a great teacher. He was a radical friend. He was a brilliant storyteller. And he just happened to be the son of God. And for most of this morning, I'm going to read a story, a radical story that Jesus shared 2,000 years ago with his disciples and with the religious leaders of his time. In a moment not so different from ours, at a time when, when folks had forgotten that we are better together. We are better when we are for each other. And this story is one of the clearest pictures of belonging ever known. But now it's about to get a little strange. I just got to prepare you, okay? Bear with me. I'm going to do something abnormal because sometimes, in order to hear something in a new way, in order to feel something that we've known uh, or that we've never known or something that we've forgotten, sometimes we have to, to try something new. And so right now, I need you to trust me. <laughs> That's a big ask, I know. I need you to trust me. For the next 30 seconds, all, all I'm asking you to do is to close your eyes and to dream of something. Okay? Close your eyes. Go ahead and start right now. Close your eyes. Bear with me for 30 seconds, okay? I'm going to keep talking, but I want you to dream of home. Dream of your safe space. Think of the first images, words, feelings, smells, tastes, noises, and comforts any of those things that come to mind. Whether it's overlooking a vast canyon at the top of a mountain, whether it's tucked into a couch coffee date with the gift of silence before your kids wake up, whether it's the smell of fresh cut grass, the clearness of cold, fresh air, whether it's a table filled with laughter at Thanksgiving, where everyone you love is there? Is it cuddled up next to a fireplace with a good book? Is it the noise of birds chirping as you hike through the woods? Or is it laying under the vast night sky with stars shining uninterrupted by the city lights? It's the place where everything seems to slow down where you can finally catch your breath. Where you can cry, where you can laugh, where you can feel fully relaxed, fully yourself. Ten more seconds. Keep, keep dreaming. Keep imagining. Do you see it? Can you feel it? Can you taste it? Can you smell it? Can you experience this feeling? Now, as I tell you this story, feel, feel free to keep your eyes closed. You don't have to. Or feel free to open them. But no matter what, I want you, as I'm reading this story, I want you to dream. I want you to imagine. I want you to transport yourself to this place. Drink it in. And let this story of radical belonging come alongside everything you just imagined.
There was once a man who had two sons. The younger said to his father, Father, I want right now what's coming to me. I deserve it. So the father divided the property between them. And it wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left everything for a distant country. There he was undisciplined and dissipated. He wasted everything he had. And after he had gone through all his money, there was a bad famine all through the country, and he began to feel it. He had nothing to eat. He had nothing to work on. And so he signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to his fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry, he would have eaten the corn cobs and the pig slop, but, but no one would give him any. That brought him to his senses. He said, all of those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day. And here I find myself starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I, I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son, but please take me on as a hired hand. And so he got right up. He went home to his father, and when he was still a long way off, his father saw him. His heart pounding, he ran out, he embraced him, and he kissed him. The son started his speech, Father, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against God. I, I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father wasn't listening. He was calling his servants, Quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Then get a prize-winning heifer and roast it. We're going to feast. We are going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for dead, and now he is alive. Given up for lost, and now he is found. And they began to have a wonderful time. But that was not the end of it. All this time his older son was out in the field when the day's work was done. He came in and he approached the house wondering, what, what is all this dancing and singing? And he called over one of the servants and asked what was going on. And the servant told him, your brother has come home. Your father, father has ordered a feast, barbecued beef, because he has him home safe and sound. But the older brother stomped off in an angry sulk and refused to join him. His father came out and tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen. The son said, look how many years, look how many years that I have been with you. I have been serving you, never giving you a moment of grief. And you, have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? This son of yours, who has thrown away your money, shows up and you go all out with a feast. His father said, Son, you don't understand. You are with me all the time. And everything is, that is mine is yours, but this is a wonderful time. We have to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead and he is alive. He was lost and he is found. He was lost, but now he's found. Y'all, the son forgot. We might say two sons forgot. 
what it means to belong. But his dad didn't. His dad did not. God's promises are never broken. Hear this again. When he, saw, when he was still a long way off, his father saw him, his heart pounding. He ran out, embraced him, and kissed him. The son started his speech, but the father wasn't listening. The dad didn't hear it, not because he didn't care, but because he was overwhelmed with the joy of a son coming home. A beautiful example of belonging. Can you feel it? Can you see what it's like? We need to be reminded of this feeling. But, but I do want to stop here for a moment to name the tension that we all might be feeling. You, you may have heard this story before. It may have been the first time ever. It may have been the first in a long time. And you may be thinking right now, Matt, that story hits home. Amen. There's nothing better than belonging. But for some of you, and I may not blame you, you may be thinking that feels like a bunch of junk. It has never felt that way for me. My dad was never that gracious. You may be thinking, I have never felt more rejected than I do right now. You may be saying, Matt, I have had countless houses, apartments, jobs, friends, I, but I have never felt this safety, this belonging. I have parents, but they neglected me. They were selfish. They were abusive. They hurt me. And you may be thinking, there have been very few spaces where you have felt at home. You may have felt the opposite of belonging time and time again, maybe in the church. Maybe you've never had a place to sit and to rest and to be fully yourself. And so first I want to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the feelings of pain and rejection the feelings of distance, the feelings of anxiety or depression that may have come alongside that. But second, I want to say, welcome home. You don't have to feel that way anymore. You are accepted not just by me, not just by this place, but by the God who created you. The God who won't harm you and and RRCOC, Round Rock Church, can be your home. We are a family, and we, we may not love you perfectly, but we will sure try to. And so this morning, as we continue, as we wrap up this first part, I, I want to share with you all a few of the ways that, that people in this church have been transformed by the power of belonging. I hope this would be an encouragement to you as we've waded through the mess in the muck of this past season. And I'll start with the best one. So you may be able to guess this. The first thing, y'all, food makes the heart happy. Every single person I asked said food, or a dinner table, or uh, Georgine East making food for them. No. But uh, the comfort of food 
that brings about the feeling of belonging. And I love this too. Someone said, feeling vulnerable enough to share the mess of our lives with others. It's getting three offers for, for borrowing fridges the instant after yours goes out. It's a small group coming into your home without a knock because they know they're welcome. It's a friend coming over with a treat after they know you've been through something hard. Not expecting any talking, but just a welcomed embrace. It's being vulnerable and feeling safe at the same time. It's showing up to make something that's so hard feel so easy because you're not alone. It's the safety of being every part of yourself without fear of rejection. It's the comfort of sweatpants, it's shared rituals, it's routines, it's, it's knowing the stories of our people, of your people. One person in particular shared it's, it's the story of belonging through adoption. An exact representation of choosing to make space for belonging. To make a home for someone who's never experienced home before. It's creating a place where we confess our hurts, our hang-ups, our habits, and we are freed from them. It's choosing to navigate each other's feelings, abilities, needs, and circumstances regardless of how difficult that is. It's not having to prove yourself. And hear this, I love this one, I love this. Belonging is loaning your strength to someone instead of pointing out their weaknesses. Belonging is loaning your strength to someone instead of pointing out their weaknesses. How beautiful is that? I know so many of y'all, whether you are a part of this church, whether you're here for the first time, you, have, you might have stories of belonging. And this week, I would love for you to share those with me. You can email me. My, my uh, email address, mdelano at rrcoc.org, is in, uh, in the bulletin. I would love to hear from you. These stories give me hope. These images give me hope. And, and I hope they have helped you to see the beauty of belonging. But church, this, this is just the start. This morning and every morning forward, our church's mission is to live love. I see it on shirts throughout the room. And, and y'all, if, if we are going to be a church that lives love, we have to be a safe space. A place to come home to that's not exclusive. A place that someone thinks of when they imagine what it's like to feel safe. We want to have a posture of celebrating the moments when someone finds belonging. Because y'all, this church, this community, it, it's not meant to be like your relationship with your cousin that you see once in a decade. It's not meant to be the half-hearted membership you claim at Planet Fitness. You know, where you go in and out of seasons being interested in the treadmill or the elliptical or yoga, you know. It, it's not that place. Rather, church is meant to be the place where you go at all times, with all things, in times of great joy, in times of great 
sorrow. Y'all, this church is meant to be your home. And if we are going to live love, we have to get back to harnessing the power of belonging. The power of being a part of a family where we are both so different in experience and so the same in seeking something greater for ourselves and others. Belonging is powerful. It makes a home a place where rejection is impossible. Where rejection is impossible. Remember the story, right? The father, he couldn't hear his son, not because he was ignoring him, but be, or not because he didn't care, but because he was overcome with a son who was home. Because the starting point of the power of belonging is, is knowing that you belong to God and feeling at home because our Creator knows that we need that feeling. And He is able to offer it, not just through Himself, but through each and every one of us. And I love this. Belonging to God, belonging anywhere, is not only restorative, but it is transformative. Because the joy of knowing you are loved and accepted just as you are, that you are enjoyed just because you exist, is powerful. It's transformative. It's the power of belonging because once you experience it, once you experience it, you will not be able to help yourself to seek it out for others. To create spaces of belonging and safety and refreshment for others. And so next week, we are going to push further into what it looks like to create spaces of belonging. How and why Jesus enables us to step into the belonging gap. A dark space, space where many folks find themselves in isolation. Places where belonging has been choked out. And we will explore steps to enable people to feel the experience of home. Not in a going through the motions kind of way, but in a way that expresses radical love. The stories of today point us towards the power of belonging tomorrow. It will transform us. It will enable us to push boundaries. It will enable us to be brave, to be open-handed, and to be our real, genuine self. Y'all, we need that home kind of feeling again. We need a place to belong. A feeling that has been hijacked by, by COVID, by political and social divisions, by animosity, by defensiveness, by unemployment, by pride, by job loss, by depression. We need a place to belong. And if we find that feeling again together, God will move mountains through us. Because hear this. The truth is belonging is more powerful than any word I could ever say. Any sermon, any program, any event. Y'all, if this place doesn't embody home, if it doesn't embody belonging, anything and everything we say will fall on deaf ears. Let's pray together. God, we, 
we are so humbled. We are so humbled by the fact that you have chosen us. That you have chosen us as a people to be yours forever. Regardless of any choices we've made, any mistakes we've made, you will constantly be there with open arms so that everything around us would fade and we would simply fall into your love. God, refresh us and remind us of the power of belonging. The power to be transformed into a place where we feel both safe and vulnerable at the same time. Because in those spaces, we come to know you on such a deeper level. And we come to realize that we are better together. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.